This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Wait, how old was the other girl? 19. Can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh, no, she didn't. I cannot believe we are sitting here doing a best of season two. Do you believe this is episode 50? No. Do you believe the podcast is officially a year old? No. Do you believe any of the things we're about to talk about? I have <laughs> zero belief in any of it. We're just living in an alternate universe where nothing exists. <laughs> and we're doomed and everything sucks. Uh, it's wild to me that like when we started this, I was like, I don't want to do a podcast. What the fuck am I going to talk about? Like nobody wants to whatever and you were like no we're and doing now, a podcast and now we're like what are we going to talk about next right <laughs> honestly though season three like i was going back and looking at the episodes of season two to pick the the best of season two and season three just already what we've recorded i feel like is like next level and it looks so good it does i was very against adding more on to the work plate by doing a visual aspect and going on to youtube but i will admit when i am wrong and i was wrong and it looks fucking awesome guys it's gonna look so good it is um so next season you can watch us on youtube in studio Yay! With our fun, funky neon sign. It's very funky, exciting. Funky, funky, funky town. <laughs> so let's jump uh, Let's jump right into it. All right, so this is the best of, and if you were just jumping on and did not hear last season's best of, we like to recount our favorite moments from the season and talk about it and maybe reveal some things behind the scenes that you didn't know before mostly because you guys get so frustrated when we take our our season breaks that like we don't want you come coming at us with pitchforks so we need to give you bonus content so here's that bonus content don't come at us with pitchforks please so number one counting it down we should start at number five oh well, I didn't do, yeah, but I didn't do these in order. I just did them in the, oh, the order. Uh, but we can order them right now. Like I no, can, that's taking too much time. Okay, okay, okay. the first one. <laughs> the first one up in the season, going in order of how they aired is what it is, um, was Toxic Masculinity. With Josh Wayne Gate. And I think this one was really important because there's so much of this in our world. And I'm proud to say... That we are opening up season three with one lots of, the, of men. What, yeah, there's yeah, we've recorded a lot of men in season three, but the those premiere episode of season three, it I'm really proud of, um, and I think we continue in season three to build on 
really breaking down the stigma of toxic masculinity and like what society has made our men feel like they have to be, which is a bunch of bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh, my favorite movie. <laughs> my favorite comedy of all time. Um, so here's a uh, so here's a snippet. Here we go. Here's a snippet. Oh, fuck. I'm so grateful. Like there's a song called God Bless, like the broken road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that kind of corny, cheesy country song, but it's fucking beautiful because it's like, <laughs> yeah, God bless the broken road because here I am now. I'll be 44 this week and I am, I'm a man who's like, I'm honest and I'm, I'm a man of integrity and mm -hmm. I can like, I can look people in the eye and I can just be myself mm -hmm. and I can process what I'm feeling and I'm so fuck. I'm crying because I'm so proud of myself because of how far I've come. Yeah. You know, and, and it, 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 it ails me so much to know that I've hurt people along the way. And, you know, it, it hurts me because I've never, we've never had closure, my, me and my ex, and I really wish we could. I've reached out before, I mean, but maybe sometimes she'll be ready. But and maybe if ever she watches this and she sees it <laughs> and she wants to have closure, because I really like, you know, I want to, you know, I just want to take accountability from the pain that I've caused. And just let it be known, like the pain wasn't your fault. It wasn't like anybody else's fault, but it wasn't like it was just something I never dealt with. And like, yeah. Um, I didn't know how to. So if there could be any type of compassion in that, you know, if we're dealing with people who are, especially young men who are like exhibiting the behaviors that are angry and lashing out, just know that they're fucking hurting so bad. And we're back. It was really interesting to me when Josh came to record this because he was really fucking nervous. Like he came and was like, I almost turned around in the car. I didn't want to be here. I was like, fuck, what did I get myself into? Like, this is not a good idea. Um, and it was really, I was really impressed with how he fought through that fear. And he was nerve, like sweating nervous. Yeah, no, like he was full on nervous. I was, I was confused. Well, because he's an actor. So you're like, you're used to being in the public yeah, eye. Yeah, that's why I was confused. Because <laughs> he's never talked about this part of his life publicly before so this was like a it was like a is my ex-wife going to hear this is this going to open up a can of worms you know like is this going to affect my current relationship that I'm in there was a lot of you know not everybody is like me and just goes on and spews about their entire life for everybody to judge so I think it was a big deal for him to to open up like that but once he pushed through it and we did the interview he called me or for, yeah he called me from the car once he left and he was like I can't thank you enough I feel like I've just like gotten through a huge roadblock in my life and like by talking about it and speaking out about it feel like I've healed a bunch of shit that's good yeah and I think the more and more we allow men to have the space to do that the more other men will hear it and be like oh it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to talk about my shit and not be this, you know, brick wall the whole time. Yeah, I'd like to believe that that's how it works, but I feel like there's still some going to be dudes out there that's like, he's a pussy. Fuck well, that of course guy. There's be dudes out there. Dude, the fucking comments on the viral video that we have on, on the FML Talk page right now of the discussion about, like, hey, I'm really tired. 
do you think we could just like not have sex tonight? And then he responds, let's just take sex off the table for this week. And then like there's the realization that there was like a huge trauma there from like manipulation and sex with my ex-husband. The men in that comment section are fucking horrendous. I haven't been reading. What are they yeah, saying? Yeah, because I've just been going through Like, I used to fucking, like, give a shit and clap back and, like, fucking, you know, be sassy. Now I just fucking block and delete people. Like, I no longer give a shit. I'm like, oh. And there you go into the ethers of the fucking internet. Um, just, like, gross, disgusting shit. Like, he's fucking someone else. Like, maybe you should learn how to suck dick better. Like, you know, the whole point of marrying a woman is so that you can fucking get off every night. Like, it's but just But you know what? Gross. That's I feel like that's society's fault for not allowing, for like painting a picture of what masculine and feminine is throughout whatever, a hundred years or more. Yeah, I think that's part of it. And then it, it escalating because as society changes and freedoms become a little, like people become a little more like... You know, it used to be taboo to say the word bitch, but now like everybody's saying like, what's up? But, like as society becomes more like, like laid back in that sense, people just become shittier because they think that they're allowed to yeah. say things because that's how society's teaching them. Yeah. You know? And the, the toxicity of the internet in general that people feel like they could just say whatever the fuck they want behind a keyboard. Like I bet if you blind all of those and I'm saying men because it is men. Like, there aren't women in that comment section that are popping off saying, like, gross shit. Um, if you lined all those men up in front of an audience full of people, I guarantee you the majority of them would not say that shit in yeah. front of other people when well, they can see, like, when their face can be seen. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Toxic masculinity is a... Co- I can't even say it. Masculinity is a collective. Right. Which means that the solution is also a collective. It can't just be one person at a time no, of course but i think the more that you people that have platforms allow that platform to be opened up to bringing on men that define themselves differently and showcase themselves differently and live their lives differently that's like a small step in the right direction because then other people can look at those men and be like oh shit maybe i should be behaving like that because he seems to be doing pretty fucking great so let's give Josh a round of applause for that round of one. Applause for uh, Mr. paving Wingate. the way on FML Talk. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. All what's right. number two? Numero dos. Some days I realize I have not eaten an actual meal and then panic at the thought of having to figure out what the hell to cook. When I tell you that Factor Meals has saved me and Tay during the newborn baby phase, I mean that wholeheartedly. They are delicious two-minute meals that involve zero prep, zero cleanup, and are freaking restaurant quality delicious. Sometimes we plate them out and pretend like we cooked it all of ourselves just to make us feel better about life, (laughs) but our stomachs are always thrilled either way because they are so good. Factor meals show up right to your door and they are super flexible with your schedule. You can order as much or as little as you need every week. And there are so many different options to choose from, from breakfast, midday bites, and awesome dinners. It is less expensive than takeout, trust me, and my credit card bill, and dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Go to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk to get 50% off.
I've always been kind of skeptical about custom beauty products, but I will say Pros was able to change my mind on that. Pros is custom made to order hair care and skin care that is personalized with a unique blend of ingredients just for you. I finally started self-love care in the form of dyeing my hair again, and their shampoo, anti-brass conditioner, and hair mask have really done wonders for my hair. The quiz you take is specific, so they really get to know what your needs and wants are. They even asked me about the climate where I live and how often I'm in different elements to get me exactly what I needed. Since I've been using Pros, my color is holding better and my hair is all around healthier after the postpartum havoc that was wrecked on it. In a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, Pros proved that personalization works better than buying off the shelf. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they are offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash fmltalk. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash fmltalk for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash fmltalk. If you ask Tay if he could only eat one thing for the rest of his life, the answer would be cereal. Full disclosure, I was first influenced by Miss Morgan Willette to try Magic Spoon cereal, so when I found out I was going to get to offer you guys a deal on it, I was so excited because it is so freaking good. Magic Spoon has zero sugar, so we can not only have it for breakfast, but late night snacks, and it's perfect for the kiddos to get them a healthy meal without the sugar crash. I love their variety pack. Four flavors are cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five grams of net carbs per serving. Made with wholesome ingredients and no artificial flavors or dyes. Big yay. It is high in protein, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Tay and my bonus daughter are cereal connoisseurs, and they are in love with Magic Spoon and cannot believe it's packed with as much goodness as it is. Go to grab a variety pack and try it today. I promise you guys will not be disappointed. And be sure to use our promo code at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash fmltalk and use the code fmltalk to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This one is... <laughs> We're really going to dive into. Um, it was the episode Fuck Temptation with Casey Campbell. Which we filmed on the same day as Toxic Masculinity. This is true. Back to back. Um, Casey was on Temptation Island. As we all know, her boyfriend, who I think we ended up calling Ethan, um, is BFF butt buddies with my ex-husband, Daniel. And... If you were listening along, you know that also the part two or the part one version of that episode is on Patreon. Yeah, on the bonus content, you can hear Morgan's episode, which was the woman that 
Ethan left KC4 on national television um, that she came to record with me and then freaked out at the last moment and asked me not to air. So I have since gotten permission to post that, but it's only on the Patreon subscription. I think for me, I guess from the inside of it, seeing just the difference of energy and personality of those two women mm-hmm. told me everything I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because in my episode that we record for season three, I say that toxic breeds toxic. And the first interview that we had Morgan on, it felt, and I told you this after the, after the fact, I was like, that's not, this is not a good situation here. Like, this is not going to bode well. Yeah. Well, she came on to talk shit. Yeah. And not to show. I was how trying she to say that while it. being diplomatic, but you, <laughs> fuck well, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, out the window. Talk. When are we I was just like, I was just like, I don't trust this person. And it wasn't because I knew her, knew about her, knew anything. It wasn't because I had listened to her interview. It was because there was just stuff about her in the way that she was speaking the story that didn't add up to me. And I was like, something's off I don't know what it is but I don't like it yeah there the way that that situation in itself unfolded was just all sorts of weird and shady to me um and then Casey came on and you could really see her transformative journey um physically like you can look at pictures of her and you're like oh my god this is a different person now and like just the way she carries herself and her confidence as a woman uh, so let's listen to a snippet of Casey's episode, Fuck Temptation. Oh, God. So, yeah, he said he spent, like, I don't know, like, 50 grand on your honeymoon. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. <laughs> Mind you, okay, I don't know if it was exactly 50 grand. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he, he said it was, an ast- it was an astronomical amount of money. Okay. So, first of all, <laughs> we stayed at the Four Seasons, or in not, Bora, sorry, Bora, not right? the Four Seasons, St. Regis in Bora Bora. Yep. An incredible hotel. Mm-hmm. Um my mom had met someone at an event and she was a fan of hers and she had mentioned that we were wanting to go to Bora Bora for our honeymoon. And the woman was like, Oh my God, I'm a rep there. Let me get you guys a deal. Tell your daughter to call me. And I'm, (laughs) I'm thinking like, Oh my God. Okay. A deal at, you know, say Regis, like we're still not going to be able to afford that. I call her and she's like, well, we have the overwater huts that, you know, I know you want to stay in. They're normally, they start at 1500 a night. I can give you guys two nights for free, 500 a night after that. I was like, great. We'll be there for a week. Yeah. Thank you. You're like a hundred percent. First of all, and okay we the way we did our wedding registry was that we registered for experiences at the resort yeah so like people were buying like snorkeling and people were buying dinner at this place he i mean yeah we both spent money in the honeymoon but like did he spend an astronomical amount he said it was all him 100 percent no he said like you were making him go broke i cannot so Besides the fact that this episode alone had so much fucking tea in it, like my jaw was on the floor, Jackie's jaw was on the floor. Um, we were just sitting there going, is this real life? <laughs> like, what? What? who in their right mind would say these things to a certain group of people, friends, whatever, about the person they're about to marry and then go marry them? Like, why show up, dude? Like, it was literally like you were creating two different people. Um, here's my question life. though is that if that is true and he does see this the world that way 
like what else does he think is actually true oh my god i can't even like i can't put myself <laughs> like usually i try to put myself in the other person's shoes but when the realities are just so opposite i'm like how does this person live life yeah there's a tiktok trend right now going around that's like um they'll they'll say a story and they're like that's an interesting version of what happened. Like, Yeah, but it's what? not just like, like, okay, let's say we go and we like, you know, something happens in front of us. You have a certain recall and I have a certain recall about it. But usually it's around the same right, kind of right. thing. It's never like, facts. it's never like, oh, this, you know, this car crash happened in front of me. And then I was like, and then a dragon came. And <laughs> like, it's never that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I, that's why I'm like, I can't even put myself in this person's shoes because I just, I don't know what that's like. Yeah, like, how how can you get to that outcome? So, when we went on that night to do happy hour, um, there's basically, there's, you know, a, a website called Reddit where people go on and they will you know, do forums and, like, there's threads and Temptation Island is very big on Reddit. So, Casey sends me a link on Reddit and it's basically all these Temptation Island fans being like, oh my God, did you hear they're going to go live on her on her podcast tonight? Casey's going to continue talking. Like, did you guys listen to the episode? And then they start talking about the guys and they're like, Ethan and Daniel are so fucking weird. Did you see the shit that they were posting on their Instagram? It's so pathetic. It's so sad. This is all on Reddit. Like, this is not my words. Go, go, go ahead and look it up if you, if you so choose. Um, and then I start getting DMs from my FMLers while I'm on the live. So I obviously don't see it because I'm talking to her on the live. And we get off and I start going through these DMs and they're screenshots of shit that Daniel and Ethan were posting on their stories. And it's like so fucking sad. It's like it was like a picture of them like doing a bro hug, like slapping hands and doing a bro hug in front of like some mansion style house and the text over this photo literally read they're talking and complaining to no one while they're ugly and broke and were living in mansions and i was like <laughs> what dude i mean okay so like first of all you will also read on reddit that the house that i i guess they are currently in is an airbnb like they're renting it. I own my house, so I don't see how that correlates. Um, if you want to call me ugly, that's totally fine. You were the one that was with me for five years and chose to marry me. But like, that's neither here nor there. I fucking am quite happy with my inside and outside. <laughs> um, and like, we're we're clearly talking to people that are are listening and tuning into the podcast every week, which you guys are, too. I mean, I'd rather be angry <laughs> and ugly than fake and like, like unrealistic, sociopathic, sociopathic atrocious, crazy, psychotic. Like, I mean, I'd I mean, rather, what? I'd rather be angry and broke. Right, right. <laughs> um, it just was like so sad to like. I mean, it was it it was comedic, like it was comedy, but it was also sad. I was just sitting there going, "This is what this person values in life," and you know. You can be pissed off that I went on and like made something of myself and had a fucking career, but like you can't argue the fact that I have like really done something and am helping a lot of people. You cannot say the same for yourself. You can say that you went off and got rich 
Sure. Kudos. Congratulations. Um, I hope that's super fulfilling for you. Yeah. Anyway. It was shocking. The whole thing to me was shocking and hysterical. Yeah. And that was the episode where a lot of people did some detective work and put together who Daniel is. Still have not confirmed or denied any of it. People DM me all the time and I'm like, I don't know. Doesn't matter. You don't want to know. Fuck that guy. (laughs) And Uh. moving on out of Daniel (laughs) land. (laughs) Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Number three is a solo episode. We included Ooh, a solo episode this time. Wow. I thought there were a lot of good solo episodes this season. We had Fuck Forgiveness, um, Fucking Mental Health, and this one that we are going to revisit in the best of is Fuck Toxic Love. Ooh. Yeah. I had a, This one was highly requested because so many people, I feel like, get trapped in that narcissistic cycle and can't figure out how to A, identify it with those like heavy fucking love goggles on and B, then like pull themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what we dove into. Let's take a listen to toxic love. I've always said that exes have this like internal alarm clock and it goes off one of two times. One is when... Everything is fucking going absolutely smoothly in your life and you're like, you know, shitting out rainbows and hopping along and just living your merry self and ding, ding, ding. They're like, everything must be going great in Gabrielle's life. I should fucking text her. That's the first one. Or when you're super fucking vulnerable and will just blindly look past every red flag and wrongdoing that they've done in the past. The worst two fucking times that an ex could ever reach out. Um, And breadcrumbing became something that Javier was very good at that you will be reading about in book two. And looking back on it in some of these edits, um, it's just, it's been really wild. We're back. I got a lot of messages about this episode uh, I think people were really able to relate to feeling like they were in that trapped world um, that so many of us have been in you've been in stuff where you've had those love goggles on haven't you here's my question and this is the answer to your question <laughs> with a question is it love if it's toxic well that's the point I think I we go into it in this episode and, you know, I definitely write about it in The Ridiculous Misadventures is that your definition of love can become toxic. Like with Javier 
my definition of love had become toxic. So I was now searching for and identifying specific feelings with love that should not have been something that I was searching for. Like you have tinted glasses. Well, yeah. I wouldn't even say tinted. I would say like neon fucking pink, like but see, clouded. Okay. <laughs> this is the thing. Like since it happened, it's happened to me now not like recognizing the truth of what love actually is love actually love that movie <laughs> um i think about it like was it actually me defining love as toxic or was it just a delusion like the dragon coming down from the sky for the, during the car accident right you know like i don't know that love can be toxic well i think it's not that it's love and it's toxic. It's that you are trapped in something that has become toxic and you are thinking that it's love. So you are tying mm. the idea of love. Like the devil. To, <laughs> to these toxic elements. The devil elements. is misleading you. Yeah. Like for me, the prime example was with Javier. It was like, well, if I'm not feeling that like intense pull and that like I can't breathe type of passion because it was so all-encompassing and so like love bombed and fast if I'm not feeling that that's not love so then I started dating Tay and I was like well I don't feel that like that toxic yeah but then so how to get out of it to answer your question was then you got to get to a point where you start to relate that feeling of like all-encompassing and like makes you feel a certain way with other things that do that like what else is like intense all-encompassing like Mm -hmm. suffocation (laughs) like (laughs) like um being trapped um death um like really bad things right right tied to those words so like not sunshine not rainbows yeah not valentine's day (laughs) all of that is like free and open and butterflies flying through the sky like i think once you start to put relate how you're describing your definition of it with the other things that you would describe with those same words, then your mind starts to get less cloudy and you start questioning, wait, is this love? Yeah. And if it's not, then maybe I don't know what love is and maybe I need to go find out. Yeah. And I think it's not always about necessarily like going to find out and Sometimes it's more about like letting yourself fall and experience it when you don't think it's necessarily what we've been shown or taught as to be loved. Yeah, but you can fall and experience something 20 million times and still never learn the lesson. This is true, but that's your job and responsibility to look at your shit and be like, okay, this keeps fucking happening. Like, what am I trying? What am I not learning from this situation? Right. And I think, too, so many of us grow up with different versions of what love is, and that's not always healthy. So it's really important to look at our backgrounds and what how love was modeled to us as kids growing up in our household and what identifiers we picked up from those different situations and how we as adults now are defining love and making sure that we're in line with that because the way that we define it is the way that we attract it. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm always, I always check myself. I'm like, is this my instinct or is this not my instinct? Usually my instinct leaves me, leaves, when it comes to love at least, because I was modeled love poorly. 
my instinct for love is toxic. So I say, is this my instinct? Yes. Step the fuck away from it. Because <laughs> it's hard to get rid of that, if, especially if you grew up like learning love one way. And then as an adult, you're like, I don't understand why I keep failing at this. Right. It's hard to like understand that it, it was put upon you. Yeah. So after a while of me saying, oh, no, can't do that. I started to realize, oh, this other thing is the actual real thing. And then my instinct changes. Mm-hmm. My instinct was like, this is love. That is not love. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's re- redefining what, how our brains have been programmed from past experiences. Yep. All right. Next one. Moving uh, on. Um, this next one knocked me on my ass. Um, and it was fuck boundaries. It made me realize that I am apparently a high-functioning codependent. And I absolutely fell in love with Terry Cole. I went on and did an episode of her podcast um, after because we got along so well. And I just think, first of all, there's something about her voice that is so fucking soothing. Like, I I could listen to her talk all day. Um, But she's very, very knowledgeable. She's She just blew me away. Um, So let's uh, take a listen. Emotional boundaries are, I'd say for women in particular, probably, I just led a weekend retreat at Omega and I, in, in uh, Rhinebeck, New York, and 97% of the participants, and it was all women because it was specifically for women, said that emotional boundaries were the ones they, that was, they were the most challenging for them. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, if that is the case, that's, and, and for me too, in my life. So what does that mean? Emotional boundaries means that you know what is on your side of the street and what is on someone else's side of the street. You, you know that you're, what your emotions are, but that you're not responsible for the emotions of other people. So when we have disordered emotional boundaries, that can come in the form of codependency, where when something is happening to someone you love, it feels like it's happening to you, mm-hmm. you being an auto advice giver you being trying to fix everything for other people and thinking that you know what they should do, always, you know, telling people, always attracting people like the broken winged bird syndrome, you know, they need help, you (laughs) help them and then they fly away once their wing is mended like that. So I know a lot of people when we got on the live with Terry, were asking different questions about their own personal boundaries and, you know, realizing that they don't have enough boundaries. Um, do you have problems setting and upholding boundaries? I think I have the opposite problem that you have. In what way? Um, I use, I guess, I guess it depends on the boundary, but for the most part, I don't have problems like drawing the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's something that I had to pick up for survival tactics, not necessarily because it's the healthy thing to do. But, like, I've just been through enough shit where I'm like, this is the line, and if somebody crosses it, it's no chances. It's like, right. that's my boundary. Um, but I think I have the opposite problem as you in that, like, you were saying how you want to make sure that the person thinks and feels and accurately about you and, like, their situation and like you're always the first one to help and lend a hand and you make their problem their problem I don't think I have that problem I think I have a healthy boundary of saying you have a problem okay here's what we can do about it here's a solution here's a solution here's a solution 
and like talking with friends and helping them but i as soon as like they're done i don't carry it with me right and the same is true for other boundaries that i have like in my relationships with friendships i'm like this is not okay and i'm telling you this is not okay up front because it's bound to happen Mm -hmm. and we either work through it or it's cut off because i don't no i think i think i'm like that in the sense of like my close relationships like i'm actually quite ruthless like when people like i'm pretty fucking chill and open to most things but when people cross the fucking line with me it's like we're done um my boundary issues is more like people that aren't as close to me because the people i keep close to me are very respectful of my boundaries so my my issue is setting boundaries with people that I don't know as well and saying yes when I don't necessarily want to um, and trying to like fit too much in and like people pleasing in that sense. Yeah. Function, high functioning codependent. Like literally when she said that on the podcast to me, I was like, oh my God, that's me. That's also my mother. Like how have I not heard of this term before then? My boyfriend's like that too. I called my mom the second I got off that call and I was like, hi, we're high functioning codependents. What would you like to do about it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, what? That's and then funny. I explained her like all of the things that in that entails. And she's like, oh, sure the fuck we are. <laughs> um, but I just, I really loved having Terry on and I've dove into a lot of her content and she's just very, very knowledgeable. So I encourage people to... Um, go follow her online and check out the other stuff that she has to offer. I took her quiz on her website that like shows you like what, where your boundaries sit. I'm uh, planning on getting her book, Boundary Boss. Like she's just, she's a badass. I dig Look at her. that. Everybody learns on FML Talk. I dig her. Um, okay. So this last one created quite a fucking splash. Um, I, when she first was pitched to me as a guest, I was like, uh, I don't know. Um, not because of the sex aspect, but because like cannabis was so highly pitched with her. Um, and I was like, okay, like, let's do it. Um, I'd like to do an episode, you know, with a sex therapist, like, and like really dig into the sex aspect. And this episode was a fucking hit and happy hour was an even bigger hit. So let's take a look. Sex positivity is about just acknowledging that all the experiences of humans and how we express our pleasure are valid. And there is no right way to have sex. There's no wrong way to have sex. There's no, you know, a lot of the shame and guilt that comes with it, where sex positive is about um, looking at the rights of sex workers, for example, and making sure that sex work actually is legal. Uh, Talking Mm. to women about contraception and barrier methods. Talking to men about contraception and barrier methods. Talking to people about their sexual autonomy, about their sexual identities and genders and the fluidity of all of that. That's essentially what sex positive in a nutshell is. Got it. Okay. Thank you for that. (laughs) You're you're welcome. (laughs) So so the One Million Orgasm Movement is about that. I really just kind of wanted to bring awareness uh, through a global pandemic uh, (laughs) that, that we can do more to connect Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, first of all, the self-love Facebook group was popping off about different fucking things in this. They were like, wait, I part of my self-love cocktail is my vibrator every morning. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was very well received. She's just she was so much fun. Carlin Costa was so much fun to have on. Um, and so empowered in her sexuality. Like she's very 
you know, just like embodies this goddess energy of like, I don't give a fuck. This is, you know, I'm just as deserving as any other person to, you know, have my shit rocked. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was telling John about happy hour and he goes, oh, yeah, she said that in the episode. I was like, you listened to the episode? Oh, my God. He's like, yeah, I listened to the whole thing. I was like, why that one? <laughs> I was like, you don't listen to them all, do you? He's like, oh, no, I don't listen to them all. I was like, so why did you? Oh, my God, that's so <laughs> he funny. He said, I liked the title. Oh, my God, I love it. I literally got off the podcast with her and like walked out of my office and was like, Tay. And he was like, what? I was like, I need you to order some cannabis lube. It's <laughs> <was> like, okay. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of things that I, that were news to me in that episode, like the cannabis lube and that, you know, any form of THC can like enhance um, your orgasms. And that the fucking alphabet trick that people talked about in middle school, learning how to kiss, is an actual thing. It, but okay, I dispute. Okay, I had John try it. Disputed. Oh. Well, but did he? Do, it, you're not supposed to just like go through the whole alphabet. No, you're and you're supposed to, supposed to stop, stop at a letter. letter. Dispute. Oh, okay. I dispute all the things. Okay. I was like, I kind of like this letter, this letter, this letter. Well, does it spell a word? No. <laughs> it, I just was like trying to like decide which letter is the best one, and I was like, these three letters work. And so then he would just do the one letter at a time. And then I was like, no, it doesn't work anymore. Move on. <laughs> Change the letter. And so it didn't work for me. Well, you know, to each their own. Um, and it really, when she came on happy hour, dude, people were fucking like hooting and hollering in the comments. Like it was wild. Everyone was like, oh my God, this is the best happy hour I've ever been to. Like you have to bring her back on. She's fucking fantastic. Like it was, it was a whole thing. She was great. Great. Highly, highly rated the sex episode. Love it. Uh, so let's talk about season three before we say bye-bye. Season three season three. is coming November the 17th. Oh my goodness. That's three days before my birthday, everybody. It will be on all of your favorite podcast stations. It will also be on YouTube. And it will also be on Bespoke TV, which you can get through your Roku, your Apple TV, your your direct tv if you want to watch us on the telly all your things if you want to watch it on actual television um but it'll be cool to have a visual representation of everything you'll be able to watch the interviews live some of our can we talk about some of our guests we have coming up we can talk about all the guests we have coming okay well everybody knows that trevor hall came on because you blabbed yeah i couldn't help it i was like in tears (laughs) you always blab i was in tears after that episode i think my favorite catchphrase of yours is "Mm, i wasn't gonna tell you but i'm gonna tell you (laughs) it's here we go it's true um so i'm really excited about that um we have two awesome other males that come on in the first um first few episodes of well not the first few episodes but episode one christopher mcneely absolutely unbelievable episode and oh god i just there's nothing i want to like plug it's just gonna be so good i'm just gonna leave you guys hanging with that we also have an ex-playboy bunny on yes jessica hall 
is coming on. Lauren Denham is returning. Which you still never told me that story because I couldn't hear the interview because it was in your headphones. So I only heard your side of it and I want to know what happened. No, you're going to have to wait until you hear the episode. It's fucking epic, dude. Um, So Lauren came on and did an episode with me in season one where she talked about um, her marriage and the fact that she was the one that cheated in the relationship and how she grew from all of that. Uh, and she comes back on to drop some fucking bombs. Um, this, I, my jaw was on the floor. I was like yelling during the episode. Um, it was really fucking wild. And she is also Liz in the Ridiculous Misadventures. So you, you've read about her and I in Asia. Michael and I, Michael is our network producer I think that was the most, the funniest exchange because we were sitting next to mm-hmm. each other. He was like manning the microphones and I was sitting next to him just listening to Gabrielle scream, <laughs> not knowing why because we couldn't hear Lauren's side of the interview. And we were just making like faces like, hmm? yeah, hmm? oh my God. Like, But it was all silent because we can't talk. <laughs> so it was just like the funniest it was exchange. Epic. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, And we're still in book club right now on the patreon if you guys aren't in that right now you can jump in at any time and they are all available on playback but what we're gonna be doing when we finish book club because everyone has come to love this hour on tuesdays so much is it's going to become a self-love cocktail hour so it's going to be kind of like a little meetup therapy um hangout sesh uh in the self-love group so if you guys are not hanging with us on the self-love Facebook group and doing all that, you really, I highly urge you to because there's a lot of like friendships being made, healing going on, and it's just fucking really awesome to watch and be a part of. And that's patreon.com slash FML talk. We've also got some behind the scenes videos happening on YouTube coming out. Yeah, there's lots of stuff. So if you're not subscribed to YouTube, now would be the time to do it because when shit starts, it's going to just keep going. Yeah, and I'm not even sure when this airs, but... This airs next week. Okay, so keep your eye out on the Instagram pages because there are two new merch items coming uh, clothing-wise, and then there's some really fucking rad merch stuff coming that is not clothing. And we are still doing 25% off the select styles. It's the biggest discount we've ever done. So I think a lot of stuff we're getting rid of. So check the website and get your orders in before the discount goes away. Yeah. And then the new stuff will hit probably probably like December 1st. Um, and there's also a self-love journal that I have been working on that will be dropping with the new merch. Um, all kinds of new shit, you guys. All the Basically, things, Basically, if you're not here, what are you doing? And on that note, we love you so much. Love you. There will be another uh, little fun bonus episode next week. And uh, can't wait to see you in season three. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.